If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, May 19th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful that my friend's family trusted me to speak about him to everybody who is at their, is it called a reception? They're gathering after his funeral yesterday. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for seeing old friends. We also got to see a lot of people that we haven't seen in a really long time at um, the reception thing. And it was super cool because- What is it called? It feels weird to call it a reception, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a a, gathering. Yeah. We had food and drinks. um, And yeah, it might be like a reception. Yeah. And we saw people that we hadn't seen. So- you got fired because it was like a lot of people from that used to work with you at star um, and or Q100. And it's funny because you got fired. There's never been, it's, there are so many radio people in there. There's never been in a a room more filled with people who have been fired multiple times. Oh my gosh. Like everyone was like, yeah, when I got fired from blank, like I heard that out of every single person's mouth. I worked with Mike up until blah, 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 blah. And then the merger happened. Then I got fired or something similar just because it's, it's radio. It was just, that was funny. Yeah, it was. It was really funny. And so you got fired, then COVID happened. And during that time we had a baby. So we're parents now. So it's just funny. I feel like we've come out of like some sort of cave or something. And then we're like, oh, you, I haven't seen you in. We were Austin Powers frozen for. That's what it feels like in our own little bubble. So it was really nice to see people. And, and they're all really nice people, you know, like everybody was so enjoyable. And that just speaks to the person that Mike was because you know, you are the company that you keep. And like everyone was so nice, so kind, really funny. He has really funny people in his life. The day yesterday had two th- two observations about yesterday. One, the day had far fewer tears than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a very sad day, which was kind of me in anticipation of that. It was kind of making me sad because Mike was the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. He was the big stories, the laugh, the let's go get a beer. You know what I mean? Let's talk about, you know, he, 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 w- w- I even joked when I was talking about uh, him, how much he loved Chicago. So he was just, he just had a big personality and a big laugh and big stories. So I, I know that he would have been bummed if it was a bummer day. And it certainly wasn't, which was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah. I feel like he was probably looking down on the was, party being like, thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. This is good. This is great. Um, it was truly a celebration of life. Yeah, it really was, yeah. which was, you know, lots of smiles, lots of hugs. I did cry way more than I thought during the service. And I think I was trying to the service at the church. Yeah. I was trying to like put together exactly why I was so upset because I really was like, you know, this has been really front of my heart for months really. Cause when he knew he got sick and I was like, why am I so, you know, tied to this, this person and why is this? And I realized that he and his wife, Pam have been involved in every massive milestone in our life up to this, the most significant ones. They were at our wedding. Right. They were, Mike was the one that hired you for star. Those were both huge moments. They were around when I was pregnant with Ellie, when Ellie got born. 
um, Mike's wife, Pam had an IVF baby 20 something years ago. And she's been like, you know, championing me through IVF. So he is truly the first person that has been there for me in my life. That's not a grandparent. That's not, you know, was not at the end of, of, who passed. You know, who he's passed. The, he's yeah. the first funeral you've had to attend of a contemporary or a peer versus an older relative type. Yeah. Situation. And I did have one friend like that passed in high school, but we weren't, we didn't know a super lot about, we didn't really keep in touch after high school much. Um, so it was much more casual, but I feel like all these huge, significant emotional milestones in my adult life and our relationship in particular, like that couple has been there yeah. for all of them. So I think that's why it's really weird. And it really, I don't know about you, but the whole service I was sitting there thinking about life and legacy and you and Ellie and just, it was a very good reminder of what matters in life. I was thinking about that except for the time that I had a tickle in my throat. Oh my God. And I was so afraid that I was going to be that guy who was coughing uncontrollably. I was, I was truly looking for an exit <laughs> to the, whatever, what's it called? The chapel or whatever, the, the sanctuary, you know, the big room where the yeah. mass was taking place. I, I, I said, okay, there's an exit right there. I could just leave, go out there, cough my brains out, find a drink of water, come back in that same door. No problem. I but don't know than, if you, other than that, I was totally dialed in on everything the priest was saying and everything. I don't know if you noticed this, <clears throat> but as soon as you coughed the first time, someone immediately coughed right after you. And I was like, oh, that guy's been holding that uh, in, like waiting, you know, trying not to cough. And because you did it, then he quickly did it. Yeah. And I was like, that guy's been Smart. holding in the whole service. I got to speak about Mike at the, at the reception and I didn't share every story about him. Uh, so I would like to share one now, if I may, yes. that, I didn't get, that I didn't get to tell that is, it's just the power of a tiny little, I don't know, just one sentence that he said to me 15 years ago or something that his, that I think about all the time. I was working at Q100 and I was working at the Burt Show and I had a contract of course, but somebody reached out to me about another job opportunity and it was a once in a lifetime opportunity and I had to explore it. So I said to my agent, what's the protocol on this? Because when you have a contract, uh, an employment contract, you're not even prohibited or you're prohibited from even Speaking discussing employment until yeah. that contract has resolved itself. And he said, the only thing you can do is go to your general manager, who is Mike, and tell him this situation and ask for his blessing. And if he says, no, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but you have to be delicate because you could also just by entertaining the thought, you could, there, there's a gray area there. You could be in breach of your contract because and if you wanted to be a jerk, he could right. have the lawyers on you. Exactly. Right. So I went in and I sat down with Mike and I told him about this job and I said, uh, it's, it, it would not come. It's does not compete with Atlanta. I would be leaving the market. I would be, it's once in a life. That's the only reason I'm coming. And we had a back and forth about the opportunity. And he was 
he was receptive to me exploring it, but he was trying to talk me into staying. And I genuinely believe, genuinely believe that he wasn't talking me into staying because he didn't want me to, he, he didn't want me to go, right? He didn't want to keep me there. It's because he thought the best thing for my career was to stay there, mm-hmm. was to stay in Atlanta. And um, in that meeting, we got to the point where, where he was about to say, and, you know, this station is going to be huge and the morning show is going to be huge and everybody's going to be- This is before a, the bird show blew up. It was around the time that, we, I mean, we had blown up, like yeah. we were successful, but he said that we are just, that's the tip of the iceberg. And he said, uh, he got to the point where I thought he was going to say, and, and we can't do it without you. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that standard line mm-hmm. that people deliver. And what he said was, I don't want to do it without you. That's so cool. It, I remember the way it caught me so off guard. I think I almost had to hold myself back from asking him to repeat himself because that changes it from, Hey, your skills, your skills are valuable and needed here to, I want you on my team. Yeah. It changes it almost from like a guilt trip. Well, do what you want, but we can't do it without you. Like the whole team is going to be screwed without you. We're all going to fail. But he said, I don't want to do it without you. And it was, and he was so sincere and so genuine and it touched me so much. That's so cool. it, It just felt, I don't know. And that's the type of person he was not to me, not just to me, but to everybody. Yeah. To everyone. And you know, he's a salesperson. I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way. Oh, by the way, the job that that I turned down mm-hmm. was with Ryan Seacrest. So crazy. Luckily that guy didn't take off. I mean, yeah, what a you know, right. unsuccessful clown that guy is. <laughs> right. Uh so well, he really could have used your help. Yeah, boy, imagine what imagine how successful he'd be if I joined <laughs> that team. Uh Anyhow, um, the, uh, the other thing that was cool, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way. Mike at, at his core is a salesperson. When I worked with him, he was a general manager. He was the general sales manager of the radio station I worked at. So he was a manager, but he was a salesperson. He could sell, right? Mm-hmm. That's what his, that's, that's what his being was. So he hyped me up a lot during the course of my career. And part of me, a very small part, he was so sincere, but part of me was also thinking, well, this guy's a really good salesperson. You right. know, he might, maybe he just knows, maybe he's identified my pain points, my triggers, my you know, ego, ego, right? He's figured out what makes me tick. And so he's just playing that up to me. But I had so many people come up to me and say, you are the Jeff that we have heard so much about. Mike spoke so highly of you. Mike was so grateful for your friendship. Mike was so uh, uh, appreciative of your kindness. Somebody said he was such a big fan. And I thought that was so cool. And uh, it just felt, I don't know. It just, it it was, it's just cool to be connected with a person in that way. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. And now you guys are like even more connected because you spoke at his, you know, at his reception, the thing. 
something happened to me there that I was like, oh my gosh, I think the tides are shifting. So every once in a while we'll meet an upsider or somebody that's like, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. And that's so cool. And and Mike has a daughter who's, I think she's 20, maybe she's 21. She's going to be, she's going to be however old you are when you're about to be a senior in college. She's going to be a senior at the university of Kentucky. Her name is Emily and we love her. And it's so funny because I think probably in her head, she probably thinks of us as like her parents' friends, but in my head, I'm her age. So I'm always like, yeah, Emily, what's up? I always ask her. I'm like, I think one time. Hey girl, let's go go grab some apple martinis. (laughs) One time I was looking at all those cute college girls that wear the Lululemon shorts. And I actually texted her and like when she was at college and I was like, Hey, what are the shorts that all of your friends are wearing? Like, what are all the gals wearing these days? I don't know. But I always like that reinforced your status as as friend of her mom. Oh my God. It's just because if all the girls in her sorority are wearing it, then all the cool girls should know. I know. Am I closer to her mom's age than her age? Am I? I'm 37. I'm 37. She's 20. Yeah. Okay. So um, you're not a college kid. (laughs) I know, but I really am identifying as well. Every time I see college girls, I'm like, oh, hey, girl. Hey. I'm you. And they're like, what? So this very sweet girl came up and was like, do you oh want to go gosh. back? Do you want to go to Ken? Cause she's a Kappa Delta. Yeah. So do you think they'll do one of those cool videos for rush? You know, the dance video. Do you want to see if you could be in it? I would look like the mom from mean girls <laughs> that like <laughs> does all the dances. And like, even though she's really old and a mom. Yeah. Yeah. That would be me. But one of her girlfriends came up and we were talking to her and said, oh my gosh, you guys, I just had to come and say hi to you. And at this point we're like, oh my gosh, she listens to our show. We're so cool. And hey she girl, goes, where'd you get hey your girl. shorts? Are those the Lululemons? <laughs> Love them. <laughs> she goes, my mom loves <laughs> your podcast. And I, I said to Jeff, I'm like, oh my God, I have hit that age where I am no longer considered someone cool with the college girls. I am considered someone that is friends with their mom. And I, it just hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 37. Like, when did this happen? Am I not a college kid? Like, I don't know. It was so, she was so sweet. And, but it was just really funny. Cause she was like, oh my gosh, my, I had to come and meet you. My mom is, you know, you know maybe, maybe mom will reach out to us yeah. to, to, to say, Hey, I'm the one yeah. who listens. And then we could become friends with her and you could hang out. You can with hang her out daughter. With, with all the KD girls. <laughs> I mean, in my dreams, they're long, adorable. Just out of curiosity, how long do you think you would last at a college party? Hmm. Keep in mind. Last meeting before I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I got to go. Well, keep in mind, I'm guessing that they're not getting to the bars until 10, 30 or 11. So that's, that's number Mm. one. Yeah. I don't even know if I would make it there. I would enjoy the pregame. I also don't know that I can deal with like 20 year old boys. Like that's just not an age that I can deal with when it comes to like. Think of all that. You'd be the, you'd, you'd be the MILF. Think of all the Long Island iced teas they would send your way. Oh my God. It is Friday, which means we are doing a one to 10 scale check-in. Jeff Dollar, how are you this week? I am, I'm going to go six. Tell me about your six. I'm six. What? <laughs> Tell me about your six. Well, the the part two of the, the mic thing is it just, uh, it just drained me. I think 
you know, there's so much talk about mental health and, and, you know, uh, being aware and talking about it and communicating, but the, I think the most important part of, of paying attention to mental health is actually paying attention to the way things happen to you. Does that make sense? Uh, keep explaining. Well, I just think after Mike's services yesterday and after the, the reception thing and, and speaking to that after at that, I came home and I just couldn't, I was just done. Like I was just finished. Mm-hmm. My brain just, you know, was finished and I just let it be finished. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm, do- I think I'm just docking a point because I just think that took a lot more m- energy than I thought it did all week long. Like emotional. Yeah. Cause it was something I was thinking about the, the whole week, you know, just think of good memories of, of Mike and the fact that the, that it was real and that the funeral was happening on Thursday. And what was I going to say that was respectful enough to him and, and tell stories and preserve his legacy, but also, uh, you know, his wife, Pam wanted to make sure it was kept lighthearted mm-hmm. and, and more fun. And so I just, I don't know. I, th- I think that consumed a lot more energy than I thought it did. So, yeah. so that's not docking a point necessarily negative. That's just saying that I, it would have been impossible for me to be a 10 mm-hmm. this week because that was taking away some, some space. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't um, taking away space. It was like holding space that was holding up right. a lot of space to pre you. Yes. It was t- taking up space. I hate the phrase holding space. Okay. I know you do, but it just feel like I hate that phrase so much. Yeah. It just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and then I think I was just, and you brought this up earlier this week. I was just feeling anxious about a whole bunch of work stuff. Yeah. You know, and we had set a deadline of yesterday for some financial goals that we missed. So we're fine, but it's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's it. So I'm just, it's just not, it's not a bad week. It's just not a great week. How are I, you? How are you? I feel very content this week, which I love. I'm going to give it a seven. Um, and it's funny because I am worried about a couple of things like business wise, but I also am really at peace for some reason. And I made content. I, I may now be a seven. Cause I figured out you were. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I feel so content because there are parts of our life that I feel like kind of are going up in flames, but <laughs> I don't feel like I'm, you know, when you light something on fire and then as if you put it into the air, it slowly withers into okay. the ground. Like if you light yes. a piece of paper on fire, yes, I feel sometimes things catch on fire. And to me, my whole life feels like it's wilting. I don't feel like that right now. Like, I feel like there's a fire, but I'm like, maybe there's a fire, but I'm a hot air balloon. You know what I mean? Like it okay. doesn't feel like a all consuming wither me away you're, fire. You're telling a three story, but labeling yourself a seven. It's like a indescribable. I yeah. don't know why. I don't know why I'm so content. You know what I think it is, is I think we're content. We're optimistic. We're excited. There are big things happening. We feel really good about it, right? Mm -hmm. That's all happening. But the reality is 
we are wholly responsible for every one of our bills. Everyone, I mean, everybody's always responsible for their bills, but if we don't make money, we don't have money. Right. And I think, and we have a dozen people that we financially take care of before we take care of ourselves. Right. Like our hosts and our our team, they're like our kids, right? So you like feed your kids first and then, you know, whatever's left over. Yeah. And, um, and we just have, and yeah. So I know exactly. I wish, I don't know, maybe somebody listening is screaming at their, at their, you know, out loud right now at their, uh, iPhone or whatever they're listening. I the word you're looking for is this. I don't think I would feel. Do you feel secure? No. Oh, you don't? No, I don't feel secure. I don't feel. No, I don't. I just don't really feel feel secure. You're content without security. Yeah. That's interesting. Isn't that weird? I know. That's why I was saying it feels really weird, but we have the thing that I don't like where I feel very discontent is when. I don't know the future. And right now we have so many things in motion that I don't know exactly what's coming, but I know that there things are moving and wheels are turning and I'm fine. As long as wheels are turning, it's when you feel like you're stuck in quicksand and you don't know if you can get out, that just takes me to a whole level of anxiety that I can't really helps. So that is a very long answer as to how I am this week, but there you go. I just made the comment to Callie a week or two ago about how we have so much less garbage in the house. It was really weird. I mean, that's not something you would normally notice, right? But all of a sudden the can that we put out to the curb that normally is bursting at the seams is only about two thirds full. And I realize that we are putting a lot of food products in our loamy instead of into the garbage can that turn them into dirt, which go out into our new lawn in the backyard or into the garden that I hope to start this spring. Lomi allows you to turn food scraps into dirt with the push of a button. It's a countertop electric composter that turns scraps into dirt in less than four So if you are trying to find your way to contribute to making this earth a little bit more sustainable, this is how you can do it. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Go to Lomi, L-O-M-I dot com slash upside and use promo code upside. You'll get $50 off and then you can have less garbage like we have. That's L-O-M-I dot com slash upside. Use the promo code upside. You'll get $50 off your Lomi. Food waste is gross on every level. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can starting now. I don't know what happened in the past week, but it has gone from like kind of cool spring weather to um, stifling hot, which means it is so important to remember to hydrate. Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the product that you are currently missing in your daily routine, and it is something that you are going to want to have on you in your bag all summer. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. So you take the stick, you put it in your water. So like throw a water bottle in your bag and you're getting all of that hydration and it comes in amazing 
flavor. So they have a new flavor, Seaberry. They have a new favorite strawberry lemonade, which I've tasted. And I love um, the lemon lime. It's also a personal favorite of me, of me, of mine, but they also have Concord grape, pina colada, watermelon, strawberry, passion fruit. I mean, the list goes on and on. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It is made with premium ingredients and it is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Also very important, Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations to help communities protect their water and their futures, and they have donated over 39 million servings in over 50 countries around the world. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Every single night, Ellie falls asleep with the white noise from her hatch. And when we wake her up in the morning, we just tap the top of it and the sound slowly fades away and the nightlight turns on and we're able to gently wake her up. Every single day since she came home from the hospital, even when we traveled, we would bring the hatch rest with us. Well, now there is a new and approved second generation hatch rest waiting for you. It makes sleep better and more magical for the whole family. Now, not only is this a nightlight and a sound machine, but there's also uh, time to bed alerts and time to rise signals that let them know when it's okay to get out of bed or when it starts to, when it's time to start to get ready for bed. There's lullabies and music, and of course, the very perfect and wonderful white noise sound that Ellie sleeps to every single night. The rest has helped over 3 million babies and parents get restful sleep. So it's no wonder that it is a top baby registry item. We registered for it. Right now, you can get up to 15% off your purchase of a hash, Hatch Rest and free shipping at hatch.co slash upside. So if you're ready for improved sleep for yourself and for your kids, Hatch.co slash upside. You get 15% off. That's hatch.co slash upside. Your three random things for this Friday are as follows. Number one, this is this is just a, this isn't even a rant. This is a random news story. Normally I have like a stat or a survey or a, a life hack. This is just a terrible news story. A guy, an American was in Thailand on vacation with his girlfriend and he fell into a sewer drain and remained stuck there for several hours. In fact, it wasn't until a man was walking by and heard him screaming and the guy stopped and searched for the source of the screaming and then noticed the man, the mm -hmm. American, who had fallen into the same, five feet below the surface looking up at him. So they got the fire, the rescue. They pulled him out. There's pictures of him on the on the New York Post. He's covered in sewer sludge. Ooh. It's disgusting. I have so many questions about this story, and I looked for the answers, and they don't, they don't exist. But he was there with his girlfriend. They went. They got there on May 12th. And where was she? Like, how does somebody? Is it? Was he, were they just walking down the street hand in hand and then she turned around, he was gone and she just kept going? Was he out on his own, right? Um, plot twist, he killed her and buried her. 
In the sewer. In the sewer. Whoa. That then is- he couldn't get out. You're welcome. All right. Well, that th- first random thing took a sort of twist. If it turns out that that is what happened, I'm going to need a little more credit around here oh, for you- being. I'm calling Keith Morrison and telling him to hire you. Thank you. Thank you. Your second random thing for today is that Shondaland, like Shonda Rhimes, and Allure Bridles have come together for a line of Bridgerton bridal gowns. So if you are super into Bridgerton, I mean, the costumes in that series are amazing. I have not seen the Queen Charlotte series, which I fully intend on binging whenever Jeff... I don't know when we're we're not watching something because I know you're not a big Bridgerton person, but um, yeah, so they are releasing a line of wedding dresses and they're very like of that time period looking. So they're not super modern, but I know a lot of people are into that and they're going to cost between $1,600 and $3,000. And your third random thing is sad if you are in grade school. Because the USDA, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, is thinking about banning flavored milk. And we were just talking about this the other day. The unique taste of a soggy chocolate milk container in your third grade cafeteria. Yeah, like how the the milk's about because it's paper. Yeah. Gets kind of soggy in your mouth. Now, I saw this story, and so I'm going to spoil it a little bit. But the reason they're saying that is because we have a child obesity problem in the United States, right? If a child has an obesity problem, it is not from drinking milk at school. I can tell you that. No, but I do understand the school doing what they can. Yeah, I think it's a little ridiculous. And I'm not someone that thought I would say that, but I read that and I was like, oh, good for them. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, they're taking away a childhood staple. And, you know, it's just. We were somewhere and Ellie got her first chocolate milk and the joy on her face. Because it, it came in the same type of container that her regular, you know, 2% milk, white milk yeah. comes in. Uh, it came in the same container. And, and we said, this is chocolate milk. And she's like, okay, cool. I don't know what that means. I trust you. I'll try it, taste it. And her face lit up when she figured out what it was. It's so good. I yeah. love chocolate milk. If I got like a half gallon at the grocery store, I would drink the whole thing in one night. It yeah. is like, I love it so much. I will say also, you know what I think would be more effective than that? If they put um, labels, like mandatory labels, how like they have on cigarettes, that they put it on soft drinks that said, this product is not suitable for children. Yeah, if you're third grade- I saw a kid younger than Ellie drinking a Mountain Dew in the grocery store two weeks ago. Oh my gosh. Mountain, Mountain Dew, Dew. the worst. Like, oh God. Lord. And those are your three random things. There is a gentleman in California. His name is Fred Taylor. He is a veteran and he is 101 years old. And when he was deployed during World War II, he missed his college graduation because he was serving overseas. So he didn't get to walk with the rest of his class. And his dad went to the school, picked up the diploma. So when he got home from deployment, his dad's like, like, oh, here's your, everything you worked hard for, you know, I mean, and that's really nice of the school and his dad and whatever, but like, he never got the chance to do that. Okay. And that was in 1943. This is in Iowa. So his daughter works 
as a professor at that college now and surprised and arranged for him to go to graduation, to get the gown, to be able to walk across the stage and to get a diploma, even though he had one like from the guy at 101 years old. At their graduation this year, at the proper graduation. At the proper graduation at the college he went to. I bet that place went nuts. Oh my gosh. I just think that is so cool. He said that his time at college was the best time of his life. He met his wife there. I mean, it it held such a special place to him. And he's kind of mentioned it a couple of times, I guess, to his daughter. So she planned the whole thing and she was like, all right, dad, you're walking. You got to do this. And so he finally got his degree. And I thought that was so, I mean, he's had his degree, but I mean, the experience of graduation. So I thought that was so sweet of his daughter, Linda Taylor. You are our beautiful human this week. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. So we have an embryo transfer next week. So all of the super intense hormone stuff started last week for Callie. And one of them this time is making her very nauseous. And she got busted yesterday. (laughs) I forgot about that. At the church by the priest eating fistfuls of cheddar bunnies. I have been, I've had all these estrogen patches on me, which is how I'm getting some of my fertility medication this time. And the like yesterday morning I had to, I've been using one or two a day and now I have to use four and they make me so nauseous. So I planned ahead and I was like, okay, you know what? What's going to be easy for me to take that I can just, you know, eat quick. Like I don't have to put it in a Ziploc bag. Like that'll be weird. And I grabbed a thing of Ellie's cheddar bunnies, like her lunch snack. And I put it in my purse. I put two in my purse and about 90% of the way through the service, I was like, oh my God, I'm so nauseous. So I waited until we got outside of the sanctuary. Cause that felt weird to me. And, um, I snuck while everybody was chatting, I snuck some cheddar bunnies out of my purse and I put like a huge handful in my mouth and I turned to the left and the priest is standing right there staring at me and I was like, oh, hello. And I like quickly, I didn't make eye contact with him because I was too embarrassed, but I saw him looking in my direction and I was like, mm. and he's pretty funny. So I felt like if I had made eye contact, he probably would have made fun of me or you something. Should have, you should have offered him. You should have said, your majesty, would you like a cheddar bunny? <laughs> But I have a certain set of skills that allow me to deal with this stuff. And then I realized, with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. If you can find something to be grateful for, then you find something to look forward to. And you carry on.